Welcome in, everybody, to the Puttcraft Podcast. My name is Reed Nelson. Okay, quite a bit to get to today. We're going to finish the recap of the Gulf Zone Open that took place on January 29th. Feels like ages ago, uh, just a couple weeks ago now. Uh, look ahead to March 5th. We're going to go over the MCGs as well as my rankings. Uh, first, a little uh, quick story from the Gulf Zone Open. Heading into hole 17... Sean Brown had a one-stroke lead over Matt Rolstead, and he was up before him. He, Matt Rolstead, excuse me, Matt Rolstead was up before Sean Brown, and he aced the hole. I asked Sean on the live stream if he was going to play a round, and he said he was, if not for Matt Rolstead's ace. Sean Brown, of course, ended up acing 17 and acing 18, and the rest is history. I find it a very interesting small little element of golf is that you have honors, and Matt Rolls had just happened to have honors there for that hole. If he didn't have honors, and instead uh, Sean had honors, he would have gone first, and who knows what would have ended up happening. So I find that uh, to be very interesting. Okay, a couple other quick notes here. I wanted, last week I think I mentioned I was going to do the best second uh, 18 turnarounds from from your first 18 to your next 18. And I was actually kind of surprised by what I had found. I had to go all the way back to the beginning. I thought maybe, you know, there was somebody who had had trimmed 10 strokes, 12 strokes off um, from round one to round two. And turns out a heck of a lot more than that including someone close to my heart. So the inaugural Puttcraft Open, uh, Sandy Lee, who happens to be my sister-in-law, shaved off 24 strokes from her first round to her second round. And my wife, Sheila, shaved off also 24 strokes from round one to round two. Sheila went from a 98 to a 74. Sandy went from a 102 to a 78. That's a hard course. They're, they were pretty new to mini golf. I'm actually not even sure if Sheila had ever played mini golf before. Uh, so to shave off 24 strokes off the first 18 to the second, 18 uh, was very good. Not quite a record, believe it or not. Um, the second uh, event, I, I noted uh, Tim Halverson shaved off 12 strokes from the front uh, to the back. He went 64 on the front 18, 52 on the back 18, uh, nowhere near a record. And then our third event, um, Frugniaz uh, went from a 97 to a 77. This was at Lilliput. Um, and Patrick Meyer, with the record, a 107 on the front 18 of Lilliput, a 81 on the back 18, 26 strokes off, which raises an interesting question. That interesting question being that this was before we had implemented the eight-stroke limit on a hole. So uh, Patrick has a 14 on here. He has another 14. And, you know, I've talked about this in the podcast before. Part of me wants to go back and change those to eights, but at the time, that's what it was. We, we, we allowed a 14 stroke hole. So I'm going to keep it. Um, this almost guarantees that Patrick Meyer will live in the record books forever as the best front 18 to back 18 turnaround of 26 strokes because i don't know if you can shave 26 strokes off your front eight uh uh, off your back 18 now that we have an eight stroke limit uh you'd have to really (laughs) really 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 pull off an amazing feat um I, i i mean it's possible but it is highly highly unlikely okay third thing i want to touch on right away is um 
uh, Brady Storhoff came up with a really cool idea that I wanted to put out there. Um, as you know, my, uh, my affinity or my love affair with, um, uh, team play is well documented and it's something I definitely like to do this summer, but Brady brought up another idea, match play, right? 16 person, nine hole match play winner advances. So it goes from six, like a bracket from 16 to eight to four to two and then to one. And I've done the math on it. And if we did nine holes for each match, um, I think we could be out of there in under three hours or so. Um, and you know, something I definitely want to try this summer. What I don't love about it is that the nine hole format messes with our stats. So it would be a I don't want to call it an unsanctioned or uh, I'm not exactly sure what the words would be, but I don't know because hypothetically you could come in and you could be faced off against Sean Brown in the first round. And I don't know if we do a random draw or what we would do and lose in a nine hole and be done for the day. Uh, And then you've only played nine holes for that day. And I don't love that. So part of me thinks, well, let's just do 18 then. But now we're looking at being there for four, five, six hours. It's, it's probably a little long. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong on that. Um, Because if you think about it, that first, the first round, the round one, there'd be eight separate matches and you'd be there for about an hour because you could all go at the same time. The second round, before matches, you could go at the same time. They're about an hour. Third round, two matches. You know what? It would be under four hours. Be well under four hours. So yeah, on air, uh, production meeting, we could do 18 holes. We could make it a sanctioned event. We could keep the stats like normal. And I think we should do that. I think it'd be really fun. And I think a course like Como Park that plays really f- fast, um, those, those front 18 especially, uh, could be a could be a good one because what we could do was we could do the front eighteen, uh, round one, the back nine times two, round two, the front eighteen again, uh, round three, and then the back eighteen, uh, or the back nine times two, round four. That makes sense. So yeah, let's do that. That'll be fun. We'll set a date. Uh, it'll be cool. We could do it like on a Saturday morning or something. I'm sorry if you can hear my little Yorkies barking in the background. Um, I can certainly hear them and they are very, very, very annoying. I mean, I love them. They're not, you know, I love them dearly, but they are, uh, you know, it's not, it's, it's, it's not great podcast ting to have your dog sparking in the background, but I'm going to continue. Okay. Let's go to the MCGs, shall we? Let me pull up Matt's email here. So Matt uh, provided me with this the day after, which is phenomenal. I love that. Um, And I'm going to go from 21 down to one. So 79 unique players, 21 of them are eligible. He has put all of them in here. And I'm going to go from 21 down to one. And once I get in the top 10, I'm going to reveal... um, where they were at last time we ranked them. So 21, Kathleen Malone at 14.0. 20, Jeremy Stomberg at 20, uh, excuse me, ranked 20 is Jeremy Stomberg with 22 points. 19 is Jason Peterson with 26.8 points. 18 is Jake Dunn with 27 flat. Uh, keep in mind, you need um, to have three events to be eligible. So for those of you who don't have three events, you are not eligible for the MCGs. Um, 
period. And I'm, well, I guess not period. I am also doing that same eligibility for, um, for my rankings as well. Uh, Jake Dunn at 18 with 27 points. Mac Lincoln at 17 with 28.3 points. 16 is Ritter Lincoln at 40.0 points. Connor Lestico at 15 at 46.66 points. Brian Hirschbach at 14, 51.6 points. Tied for 12th is John Nye and Josh Banesh at 53.333. 11 is Logan Lenertz. Okay, the top 10. Let me pull up last week's, not last week's, but the last MCGs. Okay, um, uh, 10 is Rick Lestico at 63.333. He was eight the last time. Number nine is Brady Storhoff at 63.50. He was unranked last time. Number eight, Robin Schwartzman at 64.44. She was number nine last time. Interestingly enough, she has the exact same points as last time, 64.44. Seven is Joel Holm at 65 flat. He was six last time. He drops 2.143 points this time around. Number six, Brian Bleckinger, remaining steady at 66.667, ranked number six. Uh, Quick story, uh, Brian Bleckinger got me into playing bass guitar in the year 1999. He lived next to me, in rural Minnesota, uh, we were neighbors. It was in the country, so it's like a weird neighbor thing. It's like, they're your neighbors, yes, but not like town neighbors. And he's like, I got a guitar, uh, and you're playing bass in my band. And there, we didn't have a drummer. Uh, but then we found one. His name's Jeremy Johnson, uh, who was a very good drummer, a couple years older than us. And that got me into playing bass guitar, which uh, I would do then for the next, I don't know, 15 years. And a lot of good stories uh, in there, but um, this is not a uh, Reed's Music History podcast. Okay, number five. <laughs> uh, Brian was seven last time, by the way. Uh, Brian, I, I need to see you at an event. I know you're watching. And I mean, we came to Chaska. You live in Chaska. Come on, man. I love you, brother. Number five, Anthony Dunkel, 72.5. He was number five last time. It was at, he's gained almost five full points after his performances last week. Number four, Tom Loftus, 74.444. Tom was four last time. Uh, Daryl Humaney at three, 83.0. Um, Matt told me that he had added some bonus points for winning events. So both Daryl and Tom went up in the up up in points um it, it, despite not playing the last event keep in mind the mcgs are constantly being tweaked until we get to a per- or until matt gets to a perfect spot there number 2 matt rolstead 85 flat he was at 82.5 last time and number 1 uh you may have heard of him his name's Sean Brown um at 108 points uh the winner of the last 3 events uh, and there you go. That's the MCGs. Uh, Sean was last, first, last one. Matt was second, last one. Daryl was third, last one. Tom was fourth, last one. So no change in the top one. Anthony was fifth. No change in the top five. Okay. <clears throat> Let's take a look at my rankings. A little juicier, if you will. Okay, here we go. From 10 to 1. Uh, number 10. I have Josh Banesh at 10. And again, for those of you who are new, I am going to make sure that I'm still recording. I am of the belief that 
the human element to these rankings is always fun. The MCGs do not have a human element. Um, they are computer-generated score. I get to add the human element to it, and Josh Banesh finished in fifth last time, and he's uh, gotten better each event that he's played in. Um, so his BE percentage is 25, his BEP is 83. Um, you know, are there better players when you look at the BE and BEP? Sure. But those top five finishes mean a lot to me. Those wins mean a lot to me, which we're going to find out as we grow up my rankings here. So, you know, my rankings are always going to be a combination of how you've been playing, um, how often you've been playing and, and, you know, where you've been placing, which is why someone like Brian, who I believe is a top 10 player in Puttcraft, I believe the MCGs are right with Brian at six. I do. He's very good, but he hasn't played in four months. So a little bit out of sight, out of mind there. Um... But I also am also balancing that human element in with who would I bet on right now? So if I were to bet Brian versus Josh Banesh, I think Brian would win, right? But I haven't seen Brian in four months and Josh Banesh just finished fifth. So Josh Banesh gets the nod. He's in fifth. He's in 10th. Okay. One top five finish, zero wins, 25 BE percentage, 83 BEP percentage. Okay. He is tied for 12th on the MCGs. Rick Lestico, nine, zero wins, one top five finish, 30% BE percentage, 83% BEP percentage. Again, three, three events to be eligible for this. Same as the MCGs. Uh, number eight, Anthony Dunkel, one win, the first win, uh, the, the first event in Puttcraft history, four top five finishes, a 34% BE percentage, 76% BE percentage. He's eight on my ranking. He's fifth on the, on the MCGs. Joel Holm at seven, zero wins, five top five finishes, 34% BE percentage. Same as Anthony Dunkel, 79% BE percentage, BEP percentage, three percentage points higher than Anthony Dunkel, but he doesn't have that win. But Anthony Dunkel's win was in April, almost a year ago now. So yes, they're interchangeable. Yes, Anthony did much better than Joe in this last event, but here where we're at. I've got Joe at seven. I've got Anthony at eight. Um, the MCGs have Joe at seven, Anthony at five. Okay, Robin Schwartzman at six, zero wins, six top five finishes, 37% BEP percent, BE percentage, 79% BEP percentage. I think how I'm going to read this from now on is 37.79. I think you folks understand what I'm trying to get at, and occasionally I'll update the listener on what that means. BE percentage is the percentage of holes that you per score a birdie or better. So birdie, eagle, double eagle, and keep in mind... Robin Schwartzman, the only player in Puttcraft history to ever score a double eagle. And uh, BEP percentage is birdie, eagle, par, or better. So par or better. So that's double eagle, birdie, eagle, par. I don't know why I did it in that order. Um, 79%. So I'm going to go 37-79 for Robin Schwartzman. Zero wins, six top five finishes. She's in six. The MCGs have her in eight. Number five, Brady Storhoff. He has one win. He won the Dred Scott Open. Oh, last May, uh, went into a uh, um, playoff with Tom Loftus, um, which I believe is still available if you go back and look at the, uh, uh, go back and find on our uh, Facebook account. I believe it was a three-hole playoff, potentially. My memory might be wrong. Six top five finishes. He's a 35-81 and has been playing pretty solid lately. Um, I believe he, I should know this off the top of my head. I apologize. I believe he was in fourth 
Yep, Anthony Dunkel third, Brady Storhoff fourth. In the last event, Josh Banesh fifth. Dan Wesley sixth. Um, went from a 43 to a 36. Um, excited to see Dan Wesley back at the next event. Excited to talk about the next event. I have a lot of thoughts of Moose Mountain. My wife and I played it on Monday. She beat me. Um, and uh, lots of Moose Mountain thoughts. I'm going to save those for next week. Okay, where am I here? Okay. Number four, Matt Rolstead, up one to four, zero wins, three top five finishes. He's a 37-88. Um, and, and, and these, Matt and Tom at three and four, I could have gone either way. I gave Tom the nod because he has the win. He's got seven top five finishes as opposed to three. He's a 34-79. So the stats aren't, aren't there as opposed to Matt's, but Tom has been around a little longer. Matt's going to crawl up these charts. Um, and I, I, I think Tom will get back in the mix, um, in a bit while I'm talking about Tom, um, there is an event and let me just actually read this verbatim here. Cause I, I want to make sure I get this right. If you go to a couple of putts.com, hold on on air production meeting, a couple of putts.com. They are having, um, a couple of putts, Tom and Robin are having a tournament this coming week and i'm going to read this uh off their website the coziest mini golf open 2022 they do their events a little bit differently than we do um it is monday through sunday you can play a i don't want to go too deep into this because i might get it wrong but you play a qualifying round sometime between monday and saturday and then you get invited and then if you qualify you get to come back on sunday my recommendation, a couple of putts.com. It's going to be at Big Bear Mini Putt or Golf Zone, as we call it. Um, there's a $15 entry fee uh, and then a $10 per extra try. So uh, go go check that out. Um, that is February 14th through the 20th or next weekend um, or starting on Monday through the following Sunday. Okay. Tom at... Matt Roll said fourth, zero, three, 37, 88. Tom at third, one, seven, 34, 79. Um, the MCGs, uh, Tom is in fourth and Matt's in second. Daryl, how many I have in second? Two wins, three top five finishes, 41 BE, 41, 82. Um, and he is third in the MCGs. And then no surprise, Sean Brown still in first, seven wins, 10 top five finishes. He's a 46. 91. Um, now here's an interesting thing about this. So I'm, I'm, I'm contradicting myself as we go. If, if I'm, if I'm, if, if it's one round, Sean, Daryl, Tom, and Matt, I'm, I'm taking Sean, obviously Sean's going to be the odds on favorite, but I think I'd have Matt in second, right? So this is the, this is the balance that I'm trying to, um, uh, strike between recency bias, between history, between who I would bet on. So Matt's in fourth, Tom's in third, Daryl's in second, Sean Brown's in one. Okay. So those are your top 10. What else was I going to talk about? Da, 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 da. Okay. We talked about match play. We talked about best uh, 18 hole turnarounds. We talked about Sean Brown at the golf zone. Um, folks, I have a lot of great videos uh, from the golf zone. You, 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 you folks are on fire. So if you haven't check, checked out our Instagram page, please do. 
uh, our Instagram feed. Uh, we've got a lot of fun um, videos posting that I and I have plenty left to post. So I'm trying to do one a day, trying to get them up. Okay, let's talk a little bit about Moose Mountain. I'm only doing that because uh, this is a shorter podcast, and I just want to I want to see if we can get to the 30 minute mark here. March 5th, Saturday, Moose Mountain, 2 p.m. Mall of America. Moose Mountain is going to be what I'm going to classify it as a once a year tournament. We're going to go there once a year. Um, and the reason being is because it doesn't really exactly fit what it is we're trying to do. For example, you're not just going to be able to roll on to Moose Mountain and warm up. Okay. If you've been there, there's like a, a gate that you have to pay to get through and then get onto the course. So I know many of you love to get there early and warm up. Could there be somebody at the gate who's going to let you go on and warm up? Possibly, but um, I don't think so, would be my guess. So you're probably going to need to pay for a round if you want to get on the course uh, early and play it once through. And if you haven't played it yet, I would highly, highly, highly recommend it. It is a tricky course. Okay. So keep it, keep that in mind. Like Golf Zone lets us just come in and just warm up. Moose Mountain, I don't believe is going to be that. They're going to know we're coming, but it's not going to be quite the same. Um, you know, it's it's more of a corporate vibe. Like Moose Mountain's going to have on that day, March fifth, they're going to have three hundred people come through that course and play it. It's a Saturday. It's Mall of America. Um, it's still winter time and we're going to be 16 of those 300 and they're going to, when we come there and we say, Hey, can we warm up? They're going to look at us like, well, what do you mean? Like you can pay. So just keep that in mind. Um, okay. The second thing is I still don't know what we're going to do with hole 18 and here's why. Originally I said, we're going to loop back around to one and play one as 18, which I still want to do because 18 is again, not a, not a hole that I want to as part of the golf, uh, the putt craft circuit, it is like hole 18 on golf zone. I've come around on it's a two or it's a one. I still have a problem with you acing it and only getting a one stroke advantage on somebody who maybe hit the worst shot of their life. I still don't like that, but 18 at moose mountain is like, blah. it's more like an arcade game. Could we do it? Yes. Could it be that one, two? Yes. But, um, because I don't think we're going to be able to loop back around and play one as 18. I think what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to play. If, 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 if we decide to play one as 18, we're going to have to play one twice. So when you tee off off of one, you'll play one and then you'll play one again. And that's technically you'll, you'll log it on the app as playing 18 first and then playing one again. So I, I don't love that either. Um, especially if there's a, um, a big or large group of, of folks that are like backed up on hole one, because again, it is a, it's at the mall of America. It's a busy course. We may get lucky and there might not be anybody in the course that day, but you know, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous after what happened at golf zone with how many people were on the course. So, so I haven't decided that yet. Um, I'm open for discussion on it. It would be easier just to play 18 and do it like we do golf zone 18 and one or a two. Um, but I hate it. I, I hate that hole. I hate it. it it's, it's, it, it's like a ski. It, it, it's like a ski ball at an arcade. I, I just, I'm, I'm not a fan. That course is tough. 
Um, I really, really struggled with it on Monday. Um, I was several strokes over par. Um, somebody asked me what I think is going to win it, and I haven't broken it down all the way. But honestly, I think even par is going to win. I really do. I, I think, I think that we're going to have a situation. Um, I think I'm trying to think back here if we've ever. Oh, like like at Dred Scott. And Sean Brown didn't play a Dred Scott, where one over, two over could could win that course. It's a tricky course. It is not flat. It's got a lot of fun little ridges, and um, yeah, yeah, it's tricky. I I, I think I think overall, I'm, I'm really excited that we're going to do it. It does offer some um, drawbacks. Like I said, we can't go and we can't warm up necessarily. Um, 18 is ah. Um, so, but overall, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a once a year type of course. Um, also, if for those of you wondering, we are not going to play um, uh, Rock of Ages. That I think that's what they call it, Rock of Ages course. That doesn't sound right. Um, the Blacklight course at Mall of America, which is called... Rock of Ages. Yeah. Okay. Um, that is not going to be on the Podcraft circuit. We can just we can just simply leave it at that. Okay. So that's all for now. Uh, I appreciate you tuning in. Um, I feel like I'm missing something. I feel like I promised you something that I'm not delivering on, and I apologize for that. I should do a better job with my notes. Uh, but you folks have been awesome. Uh, this has been, this has been a ton of fun. The, the app is, is phase one of the app is finished. I am having it transferred over to me right now, which has been a tricky procedure. Um, also, yeah, I don't need to go into that. I was going to make a little complaint about, um, app building, uh, but, uh, we don't need to go in there. Okay, enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend if you are a sports fan or a betting fan or any of that fun stuff, and we will talk to you next week.